Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dearest Kevin. Happy birthday to you. Hey, babe. How are you? Thanks for listening. Barely About Music special episode. You know on Degrassi or Family Matters or fucking Step by Step, when it's special episode, it means it's going to be about drugs. It's going to be about teen drug usage. And this episode is no different. Just kidding. It's a special episode because... Uh, my band Fake Shark, we released our new single today. We're so excited about it. It's called Wake Up. And so I thought I'd have my band on as a guest. Like, why not, you know? And uh, it's a lot of inside jokes, but I try my best to explain them. But I I think it's uh, I think it's a good episode. I think it's interesting. Those guys, one thing I love, I love about them is they can nerd out on the details of music writing and listening on a, on a level that almost nobody can, you know, and, uh, and we all like such eclectic stuff and every, everybody has, has deep cut tastes and, uh, but also like sort of mainstream tastes, like just, just open-minded. Uh, we've all been through a lot together and, uh, our chemistry is really tight right now because of all the studio stuff we've been doing and rehearsing for this upcoming tour that we're doing, and uh, they're just some of my best friends in the world, so I thought it'd be a good episode. So I'm glad to have them on. Special man, we've been—I've uh, been so excited to release this song for so so long now. I mean, I think uh, I think I started writing it like maybe four months ago, and it's been done for a while now. And there's just so much preparation that goes into actually releasing a single properly. You know, and when I say properly, I mean like uh, a record label won't just release a song with no sort of um, setup for it with different publications need need like a, a radio team and things like that and so it's been a lot of work and we've been really excited about it we shot a video for it um, and uh, I'm just really proud of it so yeah it's been uh, it's been an interesting couple weeks leading up to it you know I laughed myself awake today uh, and it's it's weird. It wasn't really a dream I was having, but it was just something I thought of. Like I was like half asleep, and I remembered that one time. The, so there's this movie called American Mary. I did a bunch of the music for. Uh, it's kind of a cult cult movie at this point. Jen and Sylvia Sosca, who were on this show, they they wrote and directed it, and it kind of made their career in a way. And it stars um, this great actress actor. Catherine Isabel, she was a star of Ginger Snaps. She's also on the show Hannibal. Maybe you've heard of it. And um, she is the main lead actor in American Mary. And she's a great voice. Like, I often think, I said it before, I said on the Graham Clark episode, that I think good acting, a big part of it is having a good voice for dialogue. And she has, like, a great voice for dialogue. Um, But aside from that... Uh, she's also uh, hilarious, and the the thing that I remembered happening that made me laugh was when American Mary rapped. Um, we all went for like a group dinner, and so it was fun. My friend Paul Anthony is there; he's a comedian. He has a show called Talent Time because he has a, he has a small role in American Mary. Uh, Katie Catherine Isabel was there. Um, fucking Paula Lindbergh, who's awesome. She's an actress. She was 
she was Ruby real girl in the movie. She was there, but I was sitting next to Katie, Catherine Isabel, and we were at this hot pot place. And what hot pot is, is, um, it's like a big pot in the middle of your table and just, it's just basically filled with soup. And then everybody throws in what they want to be in the soup in there and it cooks cause it's so hot. And so Katie was just throwing like everything in there. And then I was like, I was like, hey, Katie, maybe you should just throw your beer in there. And she did. She threw her beer into the hot pot thing. And her facial expression did not change. It stayed stoic as if it was a good a good decision to make. And that made me laugh because that was very funny because that was very impulsive. And she didn't even question what I said. She just did it. And that is very funny to me. Anyway, I thought that was funny. That made me laugh. Oh, by the way, do you know an artist... And when I say artist, I don't mean painter necessarily, even though that's that's the image that uh, the word artist conjures up. I mean anyone who makes music or animation or a comedian or an actor. Okay, do you, do you know one? Can you picture one? Can you conjure one up in your mind? Okay, good. Now, I'm going to tell you the thing not to say to them if you haven't seen them in a while and you bump into them, okay? Okay, do not, let's, let's, say, let's say it's an actor, okay? No, 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 no. Okay, this is better. Let's say it's someone in a band. Don't go up to them and uh, be like, hey, uh, do you still play music? Don't do. Don't do. Did you mean to send them into a shame spiral? A failure spiral? Because he just did. Don't do. Hey, you still acting? Don't do. You're trying to hurt people's feelings? Artists are way overly sensitive. And so if you ask them if they're still doing that, they feel like a failure. So don't do it, okay? I saw my friend Dino do it to someone, I think, on purpose because he didn't like them very much. And he's like, hey, you still doing music? And I think that was kind of an under-the-radar burn, which is brilliant, actually. If that's what he's trying to do. He's, by the way, Dino Archie, comedian. He is, I've been talking about this, he is a, a, a vigilante. He is a, a social vigilante. One time, he's, it's great because he's so loyal and he is, he will stick up for his friends. One time, a friend of mine, uh, his ex-wife showed up to a party just to ruin my friend's night and Dino incinerated her to the to the point that a crowd formed and then and then when she ran away she ran out the door um and then and then Dino said to my friend he went he went like this he said hey it took care of that little problem you had there a vigilante it's Batman it's Batman yeah. Anyway, today's episode, very exciting. My band, Fake Shark. Dino's done shows with Fake Shark, actually. We often will have comics on the show with us. I love that. I fucking love that. I think, like, in the future, I'd like to have it, like, we did a show in Vancouver recently where it was, like, bands and comedians, and there was, it was just too many acts. But then we went and played Victoria, and Gavin Matt's opened, and it was just Gavin... 
did stand up and then this other band called Fortune Killers and then Gavin again for like 10 minutes and then us. And I think that's perfect. So I want to do more of that in the, in the coming future. Um, yeah. So this is the, this is kind of a, a special day for us. So thanks for being with us. I put wake up the new song. I put it at the end of the episode in its entirety so you can hear it. Uh, it's on iTunes, Spotify, I hate plugging things. People hate promotion. You know, people hate when you promote yourself. Anyway, here it is. My band, Fake Shark, Lewis and Tony. Great dudes. Get into it. What you say? Top comment on this video is nobody likes this song. Is this the one with the dolphin? What? Wasn't there like a Guns N' Roses? With a dolphin? Like sampled? That'd be next level. Oh no, I thought this was a music video. Oh, like in the video, not in the song. Is this... Got like a bit of a Dave Mustaine thing going. This is on the... No, dude, this is pre-Chinese democracy. This is... This is from Use Your Illusions, man. This is the last song on the second side of Use Your Illusions. It's industrial. Isn't that so oh, weird? Is this like during like new metal era? No, dude, this is 94. Oh, snap. Not even. 91. Because this is, this is when Terminator 2 came out and they had You Could Be Mine on the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, because Axel, being the trendsetter that he is, he was obsessed with Nine Inch Nails, so he tried to like do his own thing, and everyone was like, what is with that My World song? <laughs> 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 This is just Axel, the wild card. We, we like you for your piano ballads that stop halfway in the middle and become a new song. The new thing we want from you is an industrial banger. <laughs> and but his vocal does sound like, like Dave Mustaine. Does sound Dave Mustaine inspired. And that's maybe why it's I like not it so much. Classic. Did you know that that song was one minute and thirteen seconds long? That I thought you just turned lot. it off. <laughs> I turned it off because it was too good. <laughs> The world wasn't ready for my world. <laughs> I think I still think that's a good title. Yeah, I still think that was a good title. I don't know. I usually on this show I will have like eight videos lined up, but Lou, Lou and I were talking about how Tony is the holy, holy grail of unseen weird clips and stuff like that. So I actually only brought up two. The deep cut oh. master Tony Dallas. No pressure. There's. there's there's always something I haven't seen, so really, you just if you just gotta throw it down. That is the most art cryptic thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something you haven't seen. I don't know. Um, I kind of think you've read the internet front to back, but I did. I did bring up "Asshole" by Dennis Leary. You guys. Know oh yeah, classic. yeah. There's it's a story behind a this classic. song. And he's he's from Boston in like the mid '80s, and this the comedy scene there. That's kind of really where this the great stand-up comedy scene came from. Stephen Wright's from there, you know, David Cross, uh, Louis C.K. They're all from there. And so the story goes that Louis C.K. was opening for him a lot, and he'd always finish his set, his uh, set by just talking about how he's an asshole. Louis C.K. would. He'd be like, "Yeah, I'm an asshole. Like I purposely do this thing just because I'm an asshole." 
And Dennis Leary would go on stage after and be like, yeah, I like that. It's kind of like if you did this and this and this. And then mm. sure enough, a year later, this is the biggest song in the world. And uh, Louis C.K. never got credit for it. Uh, uh, yeah. But he never said anything about it. And then like years later, Louis C.K. needed funding for a movie. And Dennis Leary just like cut him a check for like $200,000. Wow. He never like admitted Dang. to it, but that's kind of him being like, yeah. Cash, cutting the check. Yeah. It's like now we're even, right? Yeah. Crazy. So did he like help kickstart like Louis' career? Not really. No. No. Didn't do much. I always thought the song. I got confused when I was a kid because like I heard the song and I remember really liking it, but then I also didn't like know. I couldn't remember who it was by, so I thought it was by Dennis Miller for the longest time. <laughs> I love and then that. I looked up a bunch of Dennis Miller stuff and I was like, this is not it. Well, and then, I, then somehow I thought maybe it was Larry Miller. I can't believe you knew Larry Miller was like an eight-year-old or whatever. I never found the song, but I was like, it's the asshole song. And then you weren't allowed to say that out loud due to a a Catholic lashing you might receive. Yeah, Yeah. I see this like once in a blue moon on like much music as a kid. It's pretty edgy that they played it. That's yeah. That well, I didn't as like a kid. I know Dennis. Like I saw this, so I was like, oh, he's just like a. Just like a depressed dude singing about being an asshole. I mean, that's a good way of describing him. I never actually saw the music video. I only ever heard the song. Have you seen the special though? Like that this is from called No Cure for Cancer. No. It's really funny, and he's clearly on pounds of cocaine. Really? Oh yeah, he had so much energy. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Well, I mean, the ending rant to this song, it sounds like he's probably on pounds of cocaine. Uh, yes, yes. And there's like dog. Hey man, I'm not gonna deny a good hook if I hear it. Wish I thought of that. Tony, I still want to know what this dolphin thing you were talking about was. Guns N' Roses had a dolphin. There's like a crazy. Remember? um, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him, but yeah, Keith. He was. It's like you know what people like. Echo the Dolphin. Remember that game? <laughs> Deep cut. Was it a, like, right the, time was, period. Like, one of the most expensive music videos? And then apparently there was like You're a You're thinking of Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you just Google Dolphin and GNR, it'll probably really? pop up. Okay, lose on it. Though. All right. Um, hold this microphone for a sec, then. <laughs> I think you guys need to put it closer to your mouths when you're talking also. That's okay. Now I have to do all this post work. <laughs> What do I look like, Johnny? <laughs> deep, deep, deep cut. Listening. Johnny directed our new video. <laughs> if you don't know that and you're listening to this, what are you doing? <laughs> what? Uh, me and we were talking about how cool it is if you make a deep cut and then you say deep cut after it. It's kind of like doing a Borat impression like and on saying the nose. Borat before you even even finished saying it. That's cool. Right? <laughs> no. My wife, Borat. <laughs> or it's actually funnier if you don't even do his voice. Just my wife, Borat. Borat. <laughs> my significant other. Non-committal impressions are the best. Yeah. Like, Tony, remember when we put you on the spot to do... <laughs> Who was it? Who was the impression he did that one time that made us laugh so hard? The redhead woman. Oh, <laughs> Kathy Griffin? Yeah, we were like... Sorry, hello! <laughs> You like that I one. I mean, it's perfect. It's, 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 it's not hard. I don't know, man. I think you're just a master impersonator. I practice. You are good, man. I like if if someone says a celebrity's name, you will try and do an impression. Yeah, well, if if I'm trying to like describe um, a 
situation or something yeah. that I, like I tried to get into the role. Like yeah. I have a small child, a small arsenal, small, small child acting background. I so know, man. That, that that's the one. But you I don't think. like. Don't cry. I think, or is that the one where he dies, and then he's like in the grave or something? I forget. I swear there was like a dolphin where it's just like them. It's just like different like scenarios like that, like a concert, and then they're getting mobbed, and then they're like in an airplane skydiving. It's like there's like scenarios a, where they see a dolphin. Appa- just, no, apparently there's like a dolphin. There's, there's a tour. dolphin where they like. I forget which one. Do you know that Slash uh, goes to every dinosaur museum in every city and is gone to all of them like he's huge into dinosaur really? culture i believe so that. maybe he'll see lost world 2 with me Jurassic <laughs> World 2 because i'm not bringing paul anthony he'll complain <laughs> that's the whole time. it's very plausible yeah i'm making deep cuts this episodes because yeah. i'm with you guys Amen. and we're in a band and the whole band is just deep cuts okay. i you know what i couldn't find what tony was trying Vindication. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) That's not even a video. It's just a picture of Axl Rose with a dolphin. And the dolphin's wearing a kilt. That's some behind the scenes. (laughs) Axl Rose. Okay, so I couldn't find the video. Oh, Estranged. That's what it's called. That's it. Okay, Okay. I gotta see this. So, (laughs) and there's a point. There's just a picture, a still image I found of a dolphin. Next to Axl Rose on a couch, the dolphin is wearing plaid. I mean, it's the 90s, obviously. And then Axl Rose is just wearing a house coat with no shirt underneath, like he'd just taken a shower. With his autograph over the... With his autograph, <laughs> Love Axl GNR 93. He's also, even though it looks like he just got out of a bath, he's wearing his headband, of course. I mean, he's it's, just giving the people what they want, guys. It's on, it's on brand. Okay, yeah, let's get this... Okay. Uh, what the Tony, fuck? This is from the same album as My World. What an eclectic yeah, record. How did It's Those are dolphin <laughs> sounds. Man, you really knew. I hey, I think this is the same year Echo the Dolphin came out. This guy they were playing Sega Genesis Damn, on the bus. They're playing a, sorry, Sega C D on the bus. Echo the Dolphin? It's a smash hit. Oh yeah. Did you think it was just Canada exclusive Sega Genesis game? I, didn't th- I thought it was like Japanese. <laughs> but we all knew Just about straight. it? Oh, yeah. Man, they had a lot of hits, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you have Patience. 35 songs on one album, I guess yeah. that helps. Man, Slash picks the best notes for his He's guitar right. Yeah, leads. and then bends them and bends yeah. them back down. It's so cool. I love it. Slash is my... Besides River Co- Rivers Como, Slash is like my next rock hero. Like your influence. Yeah, That's I've really learned cool. so many Slash solos. Love. That's so interesting because we're an indie rock band, kind of almost, not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, what's your, what kind of music you guys play? Hate that question. Indie rock, kind of almost, not really. Also, we like Block Party. Block Party. We formed the old version of this band. I'm going to pause this for a second. No, I'm not. We formed the old version of this band, which is a punk band called Fake Shark Real Zombie. Lou, off when I worked at a record store, and you'd come in and we'd talk about Block Party and the Blood Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Refused and yep. at the drive-in slash Mars Volta. Exactly. And that was about it. And Tony came to one of our early shows, and then he would cover our songs on drums, mm-hmm. even though he plays bass now for us. Still plays drums, and he still crushes it. Yeah, that's that's the truth. 
That is exactly what happened, right? Follow your dreams, kids. I know. <laughs> we found Tony through YouTube, if anyone doesn't know about this. That's how... What was your name on there? Uh, 10144. <laughs> <laughs> you the weirdest... I'm not going to say your email, but you have a fucking weird email address, and you have a weird YouTube name. I've had that since, like... Sixth grade. Was it called Temp 144 because you're gonna change it at one point? You don't need to aim that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it Temp 44 or Temp 144? Okay. No, because um. You like I come back to this? No, no, because like when I was when I first <laughs> when like everybody started getting computers in like the 90s, uh -huh. and I had to like make a email account. Um, my parents were like, "Yeah, don't make, don't put anything with your name on it." So I'm like, "All right." I'm That's what you came up with. Yeah, I would have had. <laughs> I would have thought you would have had like some Pokemon forty four. I just want to be like low enough on the radar where okay. like people just like don't give it a second. Like they're like, wait, is this spam? I'm not or gonna not? steal this guy's credit information. Exactly, he's too generic. More anonymous than anonymous. <laughs> it is. This person has no personality. You seen his email address? I'm gonna say what it is, but it, your email address is actually more generic than that somehow. Brilliant. I thought it was a reference to some anime or something. No, no. And it's funny because every time I try and email you, I can't put Tony. Like, <laughs> I have to fucking type that stupid thing out. I thought it was, like, to do with gum, but it's not it, even... It, well, no, it's, no, yeah, that one, yeah. Oh, okay. Back then, he was so into gum. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I think I was chewing gum. That one I made in, um, in like, seventh grade um, computer class. Okay. My shout-outs to my... Gym teacher slash computer teacher, Mr. T. Wow, Mr. that's a T lot Mr. of range. Mr. T was your teacher? He's like a Pol He's like an old, crusty Polish motherfucker. I thought he was a black guy with a bunch of gold. I wish. I wish I had. I wish that Mr. T was my clubber Lang. But um, he's like, Deep okay, cut. everybody, make uh, we got to make uh, make an email so you put it. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I, I can't do. No, it. your impressions are amazing. So yeah, he's like, I'm like, all right, there's this pack of gum. The rest is history. You just didn't even want to question it, huh? Yeah. Okay, where's this fucking dolphin, dude? There's an elephant. elephant. Oh, Pamplemo. Man. Hey, have you noticed that no one from Guns N' Roses is in this video? Remember that solo that started the song? No Slash. <laughs> nice. He was represented Jesus by that hanging. dinosaur, I guess. <laughs> oh, there's Axel. Oh. Yeah. Who was yeah, with this Tone Loke? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised you guys haven't seen this. I think I have seen it. I just um, isn't this video like ten minutes or something crazy? God damn it! Yeah, it's the big reveal. I'm just waiting for the dolphin, man. There it is. I mean, no, it's, that's that was the lead a decal. That's a lead up. Okay, that was foreshadowing. <laughs> it was a, a dolphin decal on his limo that he just got in. in oh, the, in the in the in the Baron, the stretch. Dude, a stretch, stretch LeBaron. LeBaron. <laughs> the height of luxury. White. All white with In the Hollywood two Hills, white baby. motorcycles escort. That's crazy. Man, Axl Rose was so cool back then. <laughs> I'm serious. He was. Look what he's wearing, dude. A Charles Manson shirt. Oh. Oh my god. The CGI <laughs> yes. dolphin just came out of a fucking Stargate, dude. Kurt Russell. Is that Vinnie Paul? <laughs> Yeah, was that Pantera? <laughs> Why are they all watching dolphin footage? Whose idea was this? Why would you have this? Seriously. <laughs> dolphin swimming behind Axel. It's not even cool. <laughs> have a and shark, guys. Up. Oh. This, 
dude, what oh. is... <laughs> Why? Oh I think he has God. a dolphin fetish. <laughs> Maybe he thought dolphins were about to be big. <laughs> well, I mean, they the were. Curve. No, Free Willy was right around this time. Holy shit, dude. Maybe he wrote that hey, script. That's a... I mean, I can't. He's even... on like a moving, uh, one of those like things at the airport where you just stand and it walks for you, like Everyone, a like or, a flattened escalator. Yeah, Snake-a-lator? a people mover. Snakeelator. I tried. I was trying to do steakel. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Steakelator is the thing that delivers steaks into your mouth. Tony, I'm surprised you didn't know that. Tony, deep cut that you remembered that he was in fact swimming with dolphins. That's in all. This. I, that's all I remembered. You oh, Slash is coming out of the water playing guitar solo. I mean, that's the coolest shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> and his hair is dry. <laughs> I'm convinced Slash is a robot. His tone's just like... It's too perfect. Well, when I saw him play... Well, when I saw him play um, at Rogers, it was like... Mm-hmm. It was note for note. And he'd, he's like crushing it. So. Yeah. I, when I saw him do his solo show, he did a 45-minute long guitar solo. Yeah. And he had a he had a wah pedal at either end of the stage, just in case he wanted to rip a wah solo, and he happened to be Over on the here. wrong side <laughs> of the stage. That's so cool. That's how rich he is. That he can afford two wah pedals? Hell yeah. <laughs> Things are like $90 each. <laughs> a wah pedal is a guitar accessory that a lot of guitar players have several of and use none of. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Ryan Dahl from Limlifter has 20 lining the stairs of his studio, <laughs> and I've never seen him use Dude, that's... That's another thing. That's is, Peter Frampton's career. That's, <laughs> Lou has that I thought that was too. the talk box. Yeah, the talk box, yeah. dude. Oh, the talk box? Yeah. Oh, Hendrix man. was the wah man. Mm-hmm. And then after that, everyone's like, I'm gonna be like, Hendrix. No, I'm not. <laughs> I thought, but then the Wah Man became Dimebag or Kirk Hammett, I guess. Yeah, there was a couple other people. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I feel like you invented wow. this. I feel like you went back in time and made that happen. I've been vindicated. Yeah, we called you. Well, we called you the deep cut. I mean, we're vindicated too, so we called you the deep cut champion of the internet, and you are deep cut delivered champion. immediately. It's like weird shit. But also, like, not what we'd even expect. Just right to GNR dolphins. <laughs> yeah, like, you you always know things about shit you don't even like. Oh, I, I, I have to know the enemy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point, man. I never thought about it that way. Right. I But you, like, you were the one that showed me Odd Future before it was a thing. It was just, like, that mixtape. Yeah, yeah. You showed me... Uh, what else? Did, I mean, Hobson. Like you are, you are always ahead of the curve with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I just like to check stuff out. Like you give things an honest chance all the time. I th- yeah, I think everybody deserves that. But but I I feel like my brain's too full all the time. I like stuff I already like. That being well, said, I think though, that was like bat. Like I feel like now it's like internet's like in like third gear right yeah. now. And yeah, it's back maxed. back in the day. It was like. They're just kind of figuring it out. So mm-hmm. the content was like limited enough where it wasn't like to like where now it's like there's like twenty podcasts and I know what I want to do. Every day, so. I know what I want you to talk about. What little B song should I put on and what do you wanna and then that you'd wanna say some things about. Little B is Tony's hero, the bass god. Dang. Yeah. Might as well just hand him the microphone, Lou. What's a good Dang. little I mean, I kind of want to put on the album "I'm Gay." Like, there's like so many. There's, Tell the like, story of "I'm Gay." There's too. 
Um, that one was I think it was like a riff off from a Marvin Gaye album, mm-hmm. and then uh, he announced it at Coachella, and then got a bunch of rappers kind of salty it like but, DM- DMX. But he didn't he didn't say what the title was gonna be. No, he said no. He's like at Coachella. He's like, yo, what's up? He's like, yo, I'm putting out my mixtape. It's called I'm Gay, and everybody's like, oh shit, yeah, I'm gay. <laughs> and then like. And then, and then he dropped it, but he prefaced it with, I'm gay. Brackets, I'm happy. Yeah, so I, DMX was none too pleased. Oh, the Vlad interview in the back of the Escalade? And he's just he like, so he's getting interviewed, and the dude's like, yeah, man. It's like, what do you think about like all these like new rappers coming out today? Like like Lil B, he's, uh, yeah, he's got like his new album coming out called I'm Gay. And DMX is just like, What? What? Well, that's, that's crazy. It's like niggas out here wild and mad. Like what? He's like, what's this? What's this dude name? What? L- little B? Little bit? Little bitch? <laughs> he was like so living. Little B's too positive. Yeah, to, but, but to really fully take that in though. Yeah, but it, if you look at the trajectory, DMX is going to prison for tax evasion, and Little B just uh, well, he's a huge Wesley Snipes fan. <laughs> Deep cut. They're in the same tax bracket. Yeah. Because there's also a video of him on the internet showing people around the McDonald's in his neighborhood. Uh, didn't he pull out a mop at Denny's and help out the janitor staff that, too? He, yeah, he was just doing random stuff yeah. for like a minute. Like he was, uh, yeah, he's at like the Waffle House. Listen, he's guys, like the American IHOP. He was just utilizing his manic depression in positive ways. Yeah, no, he's like at the club, like when it was closing with like a swiffer, just like cleaning up, but. Trying to get that new like endorsement. Nobody, nobody asked him. Yeah, he's just like chilling. Um, yeah, DMX is a character. Though. Didn't he steal a cop's uniform? And- oh, yeah. He rode in Times Square <laughs> dressed as a cop no, with a shotgun. <laughs> and then he got on probation. That's great. You know who else did that? Um, Todd, Cat Williams? Todd Barry, the comedian, who's like a balding white calm guy that's yeah. the best way I could describe him <laughs> he's he got a cop's uniform no he bought a cop car and he drove around stopping hot girls and then like getting Ooh. their phone numbers not in this <laughs> not in this climate definitely not this was the 80s dude oh, you can still buy a cop car. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days uh. man I miss those days <laughs> No, I gotta make my own siren. <laughs> yeah, this is a great, great album. This, is this the song "I'm God"? Oh, "I'm God's Awesome." "I'm God is um, Awesome." Lil B invented the cooking dance. Is that correct? Yes, that's very correct. Um, he doesn't. He's Lil B's like he's 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 got his hands in a lot of different pots. Like he does uh, yeah. university lectures. He also is the first person to ever write a book entirely on his iPhone. Yep. Right? The, the 3G. He does sports curses with people Oh, yeah. Talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's just been, like, cursing, like... he has. He's only put out, like, one mixtape in, like, the last year. And but before that, it was hundreds in one year, right? The like, back... Like, he's, he's been flame. pretty quiet, like, the, he put out, um... Didn't he put out a whole hard drive of music one time? Oh, the, like, the MySpace demos? It's like... Yeah. He's, like, two gigs? Where he sampled <laughs> System of a Down? <laughs> no, that was, um... That was um. <laughs> that was. <laughs> that was fuck 'em oh five. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but it came out in like 2014. That's sick. So, um, yeah. Do you think he knows he's hilarious? He must. Oh, oh, he he's like fully aware. Well, he's of definitely what he's not doing. stupid. He's quite the opposite. But I like how he signs he, off on his every tweet with Lil B. Because so it's it's on brand, man. Lil, the thing, the appeal to Lil B is that he just plays like every corner of the pie. Like he'll put out some like most of his like I'll say probably about like seventy percent of his stuff is just kind of like the dumb. Tracks like I'm Miley Cyrus, I'm Justin Bieber, and that's that's he's the like sh- the new Wesley Willis. That's the shit that people jump on because like mm-hmm. people just like the dumb mindless shit. But then he'll have mm-hmm. like other conscious stuff like yeah. I love you, um, no black person's ugly. Um, I mean that's true. The world's ending featuring Elliot Smith. Like what? He's like any 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 samples just like sample like Ariel Pink. Arcade Fire and shit like he's 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 on the spectrum so that's so cool it's like Frank Ocean's first record oh yeah nostalgia sampled yeah that's still one in my top five ever that's clap apparently he's putting another one out too Frank Ocean yeah yeah okay Lou now you have to explain (laughs) this um well I think you said the little B sample system of a down and then this reminded me of a comedic system, system of a crocodile of a- rock. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite uh, internet artists, so, Neil Chichiariga. Lou and I went to high school together, and when we were in high school, I really liked bands like Slipknot and and Corn and stuff. And Lou hated those bands because he liked Weezer and and power pop and stuff. But then he he's somehow come around the time I've known him to ironically liking it to actually liking, oh yeah, like System of a Down and stuff, right? Yeah, well we. I went, mean, you and I went Soft System. We went, yeah. Well, we went to see because Mars the, Volta. as we went, Mars Volta as and we Hello started the. I was there. Yeah, as we were there and we didn't know the you top yet. The show, yeah, we. I was the black guy. We <laughs> <Right>. loved. <laughs> yeah, still we, are. <laughs> was oh, you know how hard it is. Oh, <laughs> it was too good to uh, be so short. Yeah. I think that's all you needed. No, that was fine. Ray Parker Jr.? Oh, nice. Let's Ray just put that Parker on for fun. Bu- oh, Bustin, this is just Bustin? Bustin. Um, <laughs> so go on, Lou. Or don't. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I think the turning point for me was that, um, yeah, when we went to see uh, at our Mars Volta and yeah. then uh, System of a Down was headlining... And Mars Volta was just doing Francis the Mute album, and it felt like a little long-winded, even yeah. though I was like, like it, so excited, like so and excited. Drinking tea on stage and stuff. Yeah, it, and it wasn't so punk rock anymore. Yeah, was it? and then it System of a Down. Down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they, that was Detox tea. And System of a Down, even though it was like at like past their prime and at the end of their career, I would I never really. I mean, I love Chop Suey. That song was awesome, but mm-hmm. then I was like. Because they're so part of new metal, I was like trying. My high school brain was like trying to resist all that, and yeah. then uh, it was just too irresistible. What's your favorite? Uh, probably no whole albums. Hmm? You yeah. probably wouldn't know a whole album. The only album I know is Toxicity. I know you do. Yeah, that's, that's the, a, that that's one felt thrown together. The best I one I think is the self-titled album. Yeah, it's the coolest. Yeah, actually. You got me into the self-titled album. I did? Because, yeah, I think you were getting me to listen to it. Uh-huh. And it's... I forget how that one... The, like, the first song on... I think it's the first song on it. 
Well, the, <laughs> the, the first song is just harmonics. Yeah, right after that concert, you got me into that album. And then, um, and then our years first album kind of sounded like that. Yeah, and then years later, we were playing CMW, which we're going to play uh, very soon. Yeah. And Tony and I went to the Bovine Sex Club, one of our fla- favorite places in Toronto, and it happened to be karaoke night. Yeah. And I did Weezer, of course, being high school Lou, doing mm-hmm. Weezer. Mm-hmm. Then Tony did D.O.A. B-Y-O-B. Fuck, whatever. I don't know the song titles. And t- Tony, give him the mic so you can say what he said in the middle of doing that on karaoke. I was like, has anybody ever seen a... Oh, no, it's like nobody probably expected to see a black dude do a system of a down cover tonight. <laughs> what I heard That's he said was... Bet y'all didn't expect a black guy to do some system. He awesome. just called them system, <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, that's who they are. Yeah. Um, by the way. Great song. Bovine Sex Club, second best place in Toronto. Number one, Communist Daughter. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Shout outs to Michael. Yeah. Shout outs to Michael. Um, Communist Daughter is this really cool place in Toronto. And every Monday they have this night. I almost don't want to give it away because I like it, it being sort of like not that known but every monday they have this thing called d side on the b side mm-hmm. and so he'll some he'll put on a record or people will bring their records like tony you always bring records whenever we're there i buy and, records and yeah he'll buy them just to bring to d side on the b side i don't side. even keep them i just throw them out yeah, he throws them he breaks <laughs> them over a, a person's head on the way out it's the kind of person he is um and then and then he stops it after how many cuts and then you as an audience, vote. He'll, 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 yeah, he'll play. Oh, he'll right. play so the he'll A play side. the whole A side, which is cool because then it's not just singles. And then people like debate over whether they yeah. continue or to go on to the next one. Right. Sometimes there's celebrities. Yeah. So one thing. So yeah. So if there's anyone that doesn't want to do what everyone else does, doesn't want to you know listen to the B side or switch to another record, that person can make an argument as to why they want it to be the way that they want. But one time we were there. And it was so packed, and we were we were across the room from each other. We were sitting at different tables, and this one guy kept his kept arguing everything, and then his <laughs> arguments were always like, "I want to listen to that one because I lost my virginity, virginity on a gingerbread house to that one." And then me and Lou looked at each other, and I mouthed to him, "Is that Harlan Williams?" <laughs> and it was <laughs> wearing a shamrock, glowing shamrock. Yeah, it was a light hat. up shamrock. <laughs> Harlan Williams from Half Baked, and there's something about Mary and Rocket Man, and also my favorite oh, stand-up special, oh. which is just him in the desert doing stand-up to no audience, <laughs> and then a crow flies over and squawks right before his punchline one time. That's some Pink Floyd shit. Ruined his setup exactly. What's that one called? The desert one. Yeah. Live at Palo Alto. <laughs> You're thinking of Pink Floyd still. I know. Um, <laughs> fuck, what was it called? The, he's, his, like, his head is coming out of a turtle shell on the cover art. Something about Wild, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, Call of the Wild. Is that, is that what it's it was? Called? I think I have it on my laptop, actually. Because that was one of the few things I bought on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun, though. I love that place. I didn't... This is... Yeah, this is kind of like the beginning of the end for me with System of a Down. When Darren Malankin was doing like most of the vocals, yeah, like he, wait he's, a second, he's, he's trying to get his, he's flexing, his, he's trying to flex on Surge. Yeah, Surge is one of those guys that's looked forty-five for thirty years. 
He's, he's the Hulk like, Hogan of new he's metal. The, he's the he's like Frank Zappa's like long lost love child. He does look just like Frank Zappa. You're right. If Frank Zappa got super into Slayer, this is what would happen. <laughs> yeah, I like it. This this I, I, I like this I song. I like the chorus. Only like the first half of this album. Well, this was there was like yeah the two releases, the, mesmerize and hypnotize. I was also kind of getting into indie rock when this came out, so I kind of didn't really care that much about it anymore. I was kind of like, like my favorite band at the time I think was Block Party. The Silent Alarm was like so good. I said, they'll never, they'll never go back. They'll never go back, or they'll never beat that record. No, have you seen Block Party recently? No. Oh. Oh man, it's a it's a damn shame. Why? What are they doing? Yeah. This is like a deep cut on a deep cut. Deep oh, that's like the above. remix album. Yeah. It was Death from Above. Covering Block Party. Oh, interesting. It's cool. Did you ever hear this? I think so. And oh. you know, just bleed out. Like it was on the remix album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. one of the few good songs on it. I mean, we were just so into Test Icicles when this came out. Yeah. Shoutouts to Dev. Shoutouts to Dev, Blood Orange, Sam, Rory. And then Fake Shark Real Zombie, like I said, the old version of our band. Um, our first tour was with Test Icicles, and it was their farewell tour through England. And that was my first time going to England. And then we, we wrote a lot about those experiences in our song Heart to Heart. Yeah. It was like crazy. kicking mirrors off Ferraris. Really <laughs> happened. What a couple of punk asses. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Still am. Yeah, no, it was good because we knew we had friends who lived in West London and mm. they had to stay over at their house. Yeah. Or a bunch of. We went with our other friends from East London who yeah. were like little hooligans and we were just sort of caught in the middle of just yeah. like middle class Langley boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So there was all this like political tension that we had no idea about and then uh, yeah our friend Karan was like just like fuck West London. Oh yeah he started it. What yeah, a bad guy. He, like kicked a mirror Curran off a Ferrari. from Trash Fashion. <laughs> this is another <laughs> and band. Then, and then I remember it's yeah, a, it's rave, a rave, Dave. Dave. Oh. oh my God! Oh, put it on, my. dude. <laughs> yeah. Holy, okay. dude. Oh, what a deep cut. My goodness, this song was a bona fide <laughs> hit in England at the time. It was the beginning of the new rave scene, okay. man. Yeah. So, so all right, gross. this is this is great. Oh, this my is goodness. gonna. So, man, we, when we first uh, started getting in with people in London, mm-hmm. uh, it was. The Dude. 2007 wonderful time for mm-hmm. London. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, turn this up. <laughs> and at the time, uh, people were into the the Prodigy album, the first experience. I yeah, think. like before Fat of the Land, before they yeah. had oh, like yeah. radio. When it was songs. like actual rave music, and everyone was just wearing like <laughs> they're wearing like a goofy hat, like a goofy. Disney goofy hat that you'd get as a souvenir, Kitar, uh, anything. Yeah, like goofy from Disney. Yeah, hat. like anything uh, as a fluorescent. And by the way, lots of beautiful ladies at their shows. Remember that? Oh yeah, like these guys would destroy, and they would also play shirtless with like. 
patterned leggings on. And they each had their own name tag that they wore around their <laughs> yeah. neck. And then Kern let me wear his on stage one time. Yeah. And so if you watch the Monday, Tuesday, what the fuck video, I'm wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> They're so fucking British, dude. This is the most That's British. That's Namalee, remember her? Yeah. They had that magazine Super Super, and she was like always on the cover. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I haven't seen this in a long time. It's pretty sick. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking this is awesome. Like, if this came out now, I'd be like, yeah! These guys understand how to have fun. <laughs> Man, I remember the first. No, it was the second time we went to England. That's when Curran and, and we started hanging out, and Dev would hang out would hang out with us, Blood Orange. And remember, they were hanging out with Peaches Geldof. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, this is weird. There's just some weird things. Like, remember when Fake Shark Real Zombie played Christina Aguilera's after party and got kicked out like mid show? Got yeah. dragged out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like we got kind of roughed up a little bit. Curran yeah, well, got, got dragged out. out. Yeah. But yeah, like this. This is like Shamir before Shamir. Totally, dude. The video. Oh yeah. I mean, Shamir wouldn't know this. Yeah. It's like, it's super. It's like, of course, London. Shamir's on XL, which is like the coolest label in the world. Man, I forgot about these dudes. It's like London, super ironic pop culture. Experiment. This is uh, quality wise uh, one step above that shitty German rap. That duo was, I, I was love. trying to look that up earlier. H Glick. What are they called? I played I it on the show already. I already played it on the show. We should play it again I'm, just because. I'm half and half on that one. Yeah, I like it. I like the weird <laughs> bed creaking <laughs> samples I don't understand all the way through the song. That's an interesting artistic choice they made. Uh, finishing your song with a car alarm is a cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek Next Generation is your life, though, correct? Oh, yeah. I'd like, I just finished uh, a literal trek of rewatching all of Star Trek front to back. Next Gen. Took me three years. Really? But I finished it. How do you feel about Wesley Crusher? Is he your, your favorite? No, he's I'll not. allow him. No, you're a Geordie guy. Oh, yeah. Well, Geordie's like my, my dad. So. Right. I like anyone named Wesley. Crutcher. Crutcher. <laughs> That's when he gets hurt. Snipes. Will Willis. Right. Man, I haven't played Wesley Willis on this show yet. I feel like that's... That's the next man. thing. Yeah. yeah, we listen to... <laughs> I mean, I'll just wait till we that's, play it, that, but... Yeah. That's, that's going in. I feel like a lot of people now don't know who he is, so maybe I should just explain it. Yeah, okay. So, Wesley Willis was a homeless schizophrenic man and a lovely guy, and he was like probably like 350 pounds and he would do these perfect looking drawings of the new new york cityscape from Rock memory yeah but then he so he'd be sitting on street corners doing this and then he started he brought a keyboard one time well actually it was uh jello biafra from dead kennedy's who found him yeah so he but that's what i'm saying is jello biafra who owns alternative tentacles record label saw wesley willis on a street corner doing his songs which is essentially he just put the keyboard demo song on <laughs> and then just be like i whooped batman's ass it was like, just like it. very stream of consciousness well he was like schizophrenic and yeah but he he is just like he, yeah he made some pretty fucking entertaining so he, shit he do like four albums in a month or something like that and they'd all kind of be the same it'd yeah. be like 
like the song I whoop Batman's ass. He's like the pre Lil B. That's what I said earlier, <laughs> man. That's what I said earlier. Um, that'd be great if Lil B's main inspiration was Wesley Willis. <laughs> but so yeah. Wesley, his songs would kind of be like uh, the start of the keyboard demo song, and it'd be like. I was in church one day. They were being such assholes to me. I had to, you know, yeah, whoop their like, ass. It's like facts. Yeah, facts like He'll give you like a couple key points, and then the hook's just like the subject. Yeah, and he'll be like, and I got kicked out of church. He's like, Dave Grohl. <laughs> He's the drummer in Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. He, but he his, also plays in the Foo Fighters. His compliments <laughs> to the artists he likes would be so interesting. Like Dave Grohl, for instance, he's like, Dave Grohl is a good guy. He could really whoop a polar bear's ass. <laughs> yeah. But the best Wesley Willis song, in my humble opinion, is Suck a Cheetah's Dick. <laughs> Which I couldn't even finish saying. We quote it all the time. Suck a cheetah's dick with Worcester sauce. <laughs> Suck a cheetah's he, dick with he, Dijon mustard. Yeah, it's pretty raw. Yep. But... So Jello Biafra discovered him, signed him, and then he went on tour opening for the Foo Fighters. Awesome. Arenas. It comes full circle. Oh, here we go. Suck a racehorse's cup with honey's tomato ketchup. Suck a donkey's shitty ass. Suck a male cattle stick of hoisin' sauce. Suck a cheetah's dick. I mean, this is the hit as far as I'm concerned. Suck a cheetah's dick. Suck a cheetah's dick. Suck a European bison's smelly ass. <laughs> Suck a woolly mammoth stick of miracle whip. <laughs> Suck a snow leopard's ass of whipped cream. Suck a hyena's spermy dick. <laughs> <laughs> Suck a cheetah's dick. That's coming for like a Suck real a play. Keep showing that one picture of the cheetah. <laughs> this is the best part. Getty the, images at the bottom. Just like the. Middle eight of instrumental break. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. a solo? He has no I, band. I appreciate that because he's consistent with that. Suck a panda bear's very consistent with destruction. Suck a slut bear's booty hole. Suck a greyhouse musty ass, motherfucker. Suck a cheetah. Oh, yeah. And at the end of every song, he'll just do a slogan from a commercial because it's catchy. So let's see what he does here. Suck a cheetah's dick. Rock over London. Rock over Chicago. Polaroid, see what develops. <laughs> <laughs> Polaroid. <laughs> what a genius. Uh, Holy shit. So a deep cut to who any anyone who didn't see us last year on tour or did and didn't even realize or went way over their head. Uh, we do. I'd say song, one of those. Which Fairfax. Song? It was in Fairfax. Yeah, we would do... A Wesley Willis tribute, and Kevy would do Rock Over London, Rock Over Chicago, and every night it would be a different slogan. <laughs> Half of the people were like born when that came. Out. <laughs> that was just for our own amusement, <laughs> and it was wonderful. Yep. Okay, um, I want to before we we've been doing this for almost an hour now. I want to quickly talk about Wake Up because yeah. Wake Up came out today. Our new song. It's coming. Fake Shark. Wake Up. Wake Up. Yeah. yeah. Wake Up. No, different. It's not, it's not that. I did put that on, really. I know. System of Down, your favorite band. Um, so, basically, uh, it's our new single. Like, we kind of put our last album, Faux Real, to bed. Mm-hmm. And even live, we're playing, like, some new stuff. Yeah. it's That uh, isn't even out yet. It's 30% new stuff for exactly. our next show. Yeah. So, if you're in the Toronto the Rival- area. The Rivoli. The Rivoli, yes. May 11th. 
Yeah. Um, but it's I I kind of just want to talk about how like we've been on such a writing terror all of a sudden. And yeah. I think really the turning point, at least for me creatively, is that SoCan writing trip I went on. I talked about it before, but basically I um, I got asked to go on this writing trip on the island where they put 18 writer-producers together in one house for seven days. And you start writing a song in a gr- new group every day at 10 a.m. And at 10 at night, you have to show the song to everybody. And just the, the heavy hitters that were there was just so inspiring that the first thing I, you know, started when I got back was Wake Up. And... Um, it, like Lou and I were talking about how it was just like one of five songs we were working on. We didn't really, uh, it's not that we didn't think much of it. It's just, we were so focused on, on writing all these new songs. You were definitely on a tear. You were yeah. sending me like a song all the time. I think it was like right around the time I was like in the U S and then I went to India right after yeah. and then you were sending me songs and it was just like, yeah, just bombarded. And I was like, Oh yeah. my God. Oh my God. I got to get home. We got to work on this. Yeah. And then in January we just started going at all like all five songs all at the same time yeah. at least from my perspective yeah that was and it was just like one of five mm-hmm. and we're just having like Fionn we're just like our friends from yeah. the studio because so they sing there, on it. and they sing on it yeah yeah and they're they're in the video and stuff and yeah they're just these adorable girls that are our friends and mm-hmm. we just they're always around so we were like hey you know you, you guys and you had this idea you were like I want to do girl gang vocals for the chorus because kevy had already sung the chorus himself yeah, yeah. and if you you uh may not realize that kevy is singing the lead yeah it's not all female like, gang vocals. i sound like a 19 year old girl let's just get it out in the open yeah yeah tony also does great falsettos as oh, well yeah. so between the two of them there's a sound lot like a of real woman and yeah, vocals yeah. live yeah um yeah and it was just fun and mm-hmm. we had them go in and then uh yeah, and then our manager walked by because he he's like, "Oh, what's up? <laughs> oh. oh, interesting." He, he owns the studio oh, that we record that. in. He owns everything around us, and he just walked by and was like, "What was this?" And we're like, "Yeah, well, it's one of the songs we're working on." Yeah. And um, not to like play it down or anything, it yeah. just was like, it's crazy. I feel like we just have a lot of mom- like just like creative juice right now yeah it's, it's great like going it's all i feel like doing it's hard for me to work on anything else but our new songs we have like mm-hmm. 14 in the works really yeah i mean for faux real the last album i think there was ended up being something like 70 songs that were varying degrees of being finished and yeah but then that album came out last summer yeah so like yeah. last may i guess so it was like almost a year yeah. ago That's but pretty, since then yeah. yeah and keeping the train moving yeah I like I like how the new songs are like shaping up like they're definitely going into like their own kind of bracket. So. That's what I think too. And it feels like everyone's bringing a lot more to the table too. Totally, like Tony are bringing a lot, mm-hmm. and like Alex is bringing a lot. Alex, our drummer, is bringing a lot, and Jake, our keyboard player, is like yeah. bringing a lot too. So it's like becoming uh, more and more of everyone's like rather than just waiting for their day, they're like yeah. like actively like sending you like when you were sending me demos, and I was like recording at home which i like for the last album i just would wait till we got to the studio yeah, we do, yeah. and then this time i'd be like some of the stuff i recorded at home ended up on like on wake up i actually recorded half the guitar parts at home oh yeah and those were the ones that ended up on the like actual yeah. song so i mean that's those, so cool yeah so we're yeah. just like i feel like we're we're hungry for it right now and yeah it's really fun and exciting and that song is just like just a very that's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, so I think too. Any, yeah, it's an intro. It's a really nice they introduction. The, yeah, they haven't seen the Titanic 
because we're going to crash that shit into the iceberg that we're on the tip of currently. Uh, um, but you know, you know, it's funny is like, um, like I don't really like, like I just like showing you guys the songs and I don't show like anyone. And then, so that's why I, like with these new ones, it's like, I don't even care what people think really about them. Cause I'm just enjoying making them so much. And I'm not even thinking about an album because I, it's like not enough. Like I want to not just be like, okay, here's the 12 songs and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. fuck that. I want to write like so many songs. I just feel like they keep getting better and better. Yeah. And I just enjoy being in the studio so much too. Like yeah. that, uh, and then it, it's interesting too, because in the past, I don't know if you guys find this, but like when we integrate a new song into our set, it usually sounds bad to me for a while, and then yeah. we find a way to make it good. These new songs right away sound pretty legit, and I think it's because we've all stepped it up in a way. Yeah, and... And the songs are better. And the songs um, rely a little less on production. Yeah, like, it's true. It's, they, they're a bit more like mm. each person brings their instrument to the song, yeah. and then it's just like it's all up to us to like... Meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you're a vegan, then it's just potatoes and potatoes. <laughs> no sour cream. Sorry, that might. might uh, no, I that think was, that was that a good was addition, Tom. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, like I, um, I'm like I'm excited to see what we do next. You know, I'm yeah, good. But oh, well, what I was gonna say though is that wake up is uh, it's weird because it's the first time we've ever had sort of the support that we have now going into it. Mm-hmm. Like usually when we do a, a song, I mean, who knows how it will do, you know, yeah. but usually when we do a song, um, our label will hire a radio person if it's a single and they'll pitch it to alternative radio. And, but there's all different kinds of radio that you could go to. And people always say like, Oh, radio's dead, but it's actually still the, seems to be besides Spotify, the best way to break a new artist. So it's interesting though, because an artist can have millions of plays on Spotify and still have no one come to their shows. It, yeah. it kind of doesn't mean that much, actually. Like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, Daniel Caesar has way more plays than a lot of bands that are on major labels. He's a Canadian singer, but he has no label. Hmm. So he can draw, but he has, like, 300 million plays on a bunch of his songs. So he's made this fan base, but also Spotify does these playlists and they'll put all this new music in there. So, but a lot of it can think can translate to just being like background music in a store. So even though it's getting a lot of plays, doesn't mean anyone's really paying attention to it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? or that it yeah. is even like a deliverable product for playing live. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of like cooking the books. Yeah. So, but it's interesting. It's just sort of like we're kind of learning the business, I guess, as everyone is. But it'll be interesting to see how the song does. And I'm just like really proud of it. Like, you know, you're proud of the song if you're showing it to people and you're not like Rodney Dangerfielding (laughs) it in the corner. Like, oh, my God, (laughs) these lyrics could be better, you know. And I don't feel like that when I'm proud to show it to people. Very like big mass appeal. Like, but it doesn't sound like we're like, oh, let's write a hit, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Like very natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what does it mean to you lyrically? The song is kind of about sort of escapism. It's weird. I had kind of like a really good and a really rough year last year, which you guys know. And it's kind of like, like I just got this feeling like, man, I'd like to escape somehow, you know? And it's like, how do you like sleep or, you know, you do something you really like, but if you're in your own head all the time, that can be impossible. It's like Russell branded that joke about how, yeah, vacations still suck. Cause you're still there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't escape you. Yeah. 
And so I found that I was having these really vivid dreams that I didn't want to come out of, you know, I know it sounds depressing. I don't mean it to be, but I'd have a dream and I'd wake up and be like, ah, reality. It was better when I was having that sick dream, you know? And like, I don't know if you've ever had this too, but this song originated, um, about, I'd have like a dream about a girl who I've never really had any romantic feelings about, but then I'd have a dream about her. I wake up and I'd like kind of have a crush on her. And oh. it's it's so it's weird. It's like yeah. now you now you're like thinking about this person it's like differently. Like yeah, your subconscious being like, how about this person? Match you know, major. Match major. I mean, my my dreams are Tinder. Like that's how <laughs> that's where that came <laughs> that's from. Tinder. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, I get swiped left on a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so more of a nightmare actually. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of. And then uh, Lou and I were talking about it and like started to realize like we also wrote this new song called. Uh, fantastic hallucinations and the whole thing is escapism and then I started to think like well where would I escape to like I have everything in my home that I like you know like I live by myself like the the walls are coated with my interests and I don't really have to go anywhere brown paint brown paint I mean my favorite puce actually um yeah (laughs) deep cut and uh so so I was thinking about the concept of being like somewhere exotic you're you're on an island and you're trapped there, but you have everything you want. So you have everything you want, but you also can't leave. Now, would that be your idea of heaven or hell? And so that's kind of what all these new songs are about is like escapism. But at the same time, we have everything. So where would you go to escape? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I go to L.A. a lot, um, not for vacation purposes, because I don't know how to relax. And therefore, I do not know how to take a vacation. <laughs> so when I go there, it's like, oh, Amir K's album. I'm going to produce that. But it's kind it's kind of vacation because I'm getting out of Vancouver, so no one can ask me to do anything, and then and then I'm going and I'm visiting these people that I love to to see and hang out with and whatever. But um, but also that that political climate's not a relaxed one, so it's still not an escape really. It could get really bad there actually if I'm there at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think where we are is actually a great place. Yeah. But L A is just like very kind of. Everyone's trying to like hustle and yeah, get yeah it kind of stresses me out. It, actually, I, I, I couldn't live. I mean, I understand yeah. people saying that, but I don't. That's not never been my experience. But I think it's because I have a good friends group there. So yeah. so all my friends there are like like us. It's like yeah. I don't feel that way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess that's how I've I used to feel a lot about London, and then mm. probably a lot of people would feel like London, like oh my god, it's like suffocating. And then when I went back last year, I had, all my friends had moved away. Yeah, and I was like, oh. I yeah. kind of see what they're talking about. Yeah, I don't, it's, but at the same time, like the opposite sounds horrible to me where no one's motivated to try and do anything. Absolutely, like, yeah. I wouldn't want to be around that at all. That sounds yeah. like where we grew up. Like Lou and I kind of grew up in like kind of a hick area. Langley. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's like upper crust. <laughs> upper crust hick. I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Great meth, guys. Great. Mayor. Yeah. Great. The mayor, the mayor of Langley <laughs> is going to boycott us. <laughs> I, it was actually great. Uh, a great way to illustrate is um, after we did the Test High Schools tour, Sam Ren, the singer of Test High Schools, like he moved to Portland and then he came up to visit me and then stayed at my parents' house in Langley. And I remember him saying, "It's so depressing here." And we were like, "What do you mean? Yeah, what are you talking about? It's great." Got the water Dodging people. bottles, people are There's- throwing at us as they drive by us in pickup trucks. Yeah, actually, we used to. There's a technical term we used to use called a drive-by fagging. I still get them. Which is when someone sees you and then mm-hmm. it's like, ah. Yeah, yeah. You know what was the best one oh I can God think damn. of? 
was when I was walking <laughs> somewhere in Langley and a guy called me a faggot as he's driving by and I looked up and he was by himself. <laughs> he was not entertaining anybody. That was, that was just, just for, for him and just for me to know what I am. Oh, he, that was a that's guttural that's reaction that's in Langley. It's like, yeah. Oh, oh, pink hair. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I remember one time a guy was driving by me and he pulled up and his friend was like, hey, those are girls' jeans. What? And then it was like, <laughs> how did you know that? Like, you really need to understand what women's back pockets of their pants look like to know that those work. He's I that mean, he's heterosexual. Right. He's, he's that He's that much he's into so, ladies' asses. He yeah. knows. Tricked him. Yeah. I did trick him. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's why got, he's upset. That's how Jared Leto catfished me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, you and I both have had Jared Leto sightings recently. Why don't you tell yours? Oh, oh this is... um. It was like 2013. I went to South by Southwest, so mm-hmm. I was uh, chilling with um, our old manager Tyler from Said the Whale, mm-hmm. and then we went up to like somewhere up in the hills in Austin. It was like some weird Patron sponsored party that they had to go to, so went to that, and then we were coming back down the hill. Oh, word, Kazam! It's <laughs> worth interrupting for sure. And then so we we're coming down in the taxi or Uber or whatever, and then we're just driving down. And then I just see like this girl walking down the street, and I'm like, just like giving like, giving okay. up and down. I'm like, oh yeah, she looks kind of cute. She looks blah, blah. like she goes to the gym. Yeah, and then keep driving. Turns out it's uh, Jared Leto it's with the a Joker. top on. <laughs> the top, yeah. <laughs> He, he's, 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 he's got hey, a slim, he's, he's got a, a great looking bitch. Slim, is is. slim figure, man. Yeah. Very slim figure. I know, so. man. He's great. He's, he's a meth. He's, he's, yeah, he's a method actor, man. He's got, <laughs> you were had by the best. I'm, you know what I mean? Hey, man, if, if it was anybody, I'm glad it was, I'm glad it was Jared Leto. <laughs> Me too. Um, I saw him the, uh, two weeks ago or maybe a little bit longer than that and I was walking by Science World and I was having a very serious conversation on my tech like a text conversation and it was like kind of sad and I was looking at my phone and then I looked up and Jared Leto rode by me on a unicycle <laughs> and I laughed I mean what else Is do you do like a, like a movie or I think that's he's just, just like he's just being him he's just Jared doing Leto him Riding the unicycle. That's that. Is that a practical form of transportation? <laughs> For him, it is. I mean, if he was driving a Prius, it would have been more shocking. <laughs> yeah, you're never ready to see him, ever. Yeah, yeah, I guess he has to be like extra in his appearances. It would be disappointing if he wasn't. But for some reason, I still think of him as like a poser, and I don't know why. He's proved himself he's over 30, and over again. He's in 30 seconds to Mars. I guess that's true. If he wasn't in that, I would take him like. Yeah, I think you're right, Uh, but it's like Christian Bale does the same kind of stuff as him, and I think Christian Bale's cool. (laughs) It's uh, yeah, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, he's hot. Jared Jared Leto is a lady. That's my next. That's my ex-wife. Yeah, it's my next (laughs) ex-wife. Yeah, future ex-wife. Yeah. Okay, boys. Uh, Anything else? Um, Tourette's guy. I don't know. Ooh, Tourette's guy. Yeah, yeah. Tony said, "Love each other." You sound like Kanye West Twitter right now. Be careful. Oh man, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fifty fifty with Kanye right now. He's, he's, he's going off the rails. So I you, mean, he's been off the rails, but, but he's never and, like promoted like Trump. 
Yeah, right wing politics. I can't. So, I think like he wrote he wrote Jesus walks, and now he's back in Trump. Like that's it is weird. He's back in Jesus country. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah I'll, I get. I will have to see what that album's all about, but. I kind of feel like it's a publicity stunt because he's it's so always good. It's a publicity yeah. stunt. Like yeah, well, when he bought Kim Kardashian six Taco Bells or whatever that was. It's like Adam Kroll said. He's like, he wanted people to talk about him and then he did that and now we're talking about him at work. Move on. Next subject. I feel subject. like he's, yeah, yeah, he's the master. Like, this is some full on hatred shit. Yeah. yeah, He is the master of media though. Because he wasn't even on Twitter I, for a I, long time, and he was my favorite Twitter celebrity and then he forever. He just like, came back with a vengeance. He I, said, yeah, I don't mind when he like goes off the rails like within reason, but it's like it's yeah. like almost like on some like Get Out Two shit. No, but I feel so. like he's like the modern day Marilyn Manson in his shock, yeah, like, status. Except, because like Marilyn Manson, it's played out now. You can't do stuff like that. Yeah. So Kanye is like just taking it. He'll yeah, do, but, so, I think, but I think it's gonna like alienate, like yeah. I mean, it is alienating his, his audience, yeah, at for the same sure. Time, so yeah, I know. That being said, um, put the pussy in a sarcophagus. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, oh, guys. Donkey, donkey. <laughs> next one. Okay. We'll do the next one on tour. Thanks, guys. Thank Listen, I wake up. Us. Bye. Later. Thanks for listening. This is Wake Up. This is our new song. Uh, hope you like it. Hope you download it on Spotify or iTunes or 
Apple Music or whatever you do. Um, Google Play. You know? Put it on your Google Plays. Put it on your Spotify. Get it on there. Thanks for listening. Uh, once again, Toronto, May 11th, the Rivoli. We are playing there. We're doing a showcase, doing a bunch of new music. Come on out, say hi, kiss us on our lips, uh, and uh, thanks for listening. I will get at you soon. Bye.